0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I firstly would like to apologize for not having uploaded any podcast in, I don't even know how long it's been, but let's say a while. If you haven't already heard along the grapevine or through my social media, I actually had a pushbike accident, um, downhill pushbike riding on my birthday, and um, how do I say this, hit a jump unintentionally and got way too scared and basically fell into the ground at very high speed, ended up with a concussion in hospital with amnesia and the whole following week, was a write-off. So I basically took the week off work, had to cancel all my clients. I couldn't sit at my computer. I couldn't do anything. And so I fell behind in a lot of work, especially the content side of things. So I basically schedule in a lot of my content creation and I batch create things um, like the podcast episodes, like Instagram posts and all my email send outs. So I fell pretty far behind and then really struggled to get back on top. I started the mentorship program the following week. So I was like a little bit under um, a lot of stress trying to do it all. So yeah, fell behind basically. And now we're here back in the podcasting recording and hopefully back on track with regular podcast updates. So yes, that was a bit of a disaster. Anyway, the mentorship's begun. Super exciting. Month one has finished. We covered posture, anatomy. We did review concepts around tissue adaptation things that maybe you haven't even thought about since you left university and you forgot were even something you learnt um that's what's inside the first month so we've basically covered all that module two content has now gone live which is all the pelvic floor section um we go through anatomy physiology we go through programming for different types of dysfunction um all the real juicy stuff so i'm really looking forward to that but I have 10 absolutely incredible women inside the mentorship program. It um, has been so fantastic to meet them all really and also uh, speak to them one-on-one. So they all have one-on-one sessions, consults, calls inside every month. And we basically go over anything that is relevant for them. So at this point in time, we're not really going through any sort of clients or case studies with them individually, but we're talking a lot about their career goals, how they're going to implement this content in their business or their workplace. And um, some of the goals they have are incredible. And some of them like, they actually applied for the program because they've lost their passion as EPs and just kind of felt a bit, let's say stagnant. And so now they've got these really cool goals around what they'd love to do. And they're all so different, which is even More exciting, and I just can't wait to watch them unfold. So, we're going to be working with them over the whole year basically um, to watch them unfold. So, really, really exciting, and such a great group. The community side of the group is so great. They're posting in there, sharing ideas, and um, I'm really excited to be part of their journey. Um, I feel really privileged to be able to share my knowledge and have. EPs that really want to make a difference in the women's health world and a couple of fitness professionals too, which is exciting. Um, So yeah, that's the update on the mentorship in regards to any other updates that I have. I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has let me know that the morning walk thoughts are resonating with you because I was initially super nervous to share my morning walk thoughts. And this was because I thought people would think it's lame And I'm like, all these people are going to be looking at this going, oh man, who are you? Why are you sharing this? Anyway, so um, I just am such a big believer in self-development and self-growth and really working out like why you do things and different habits that you have and all these crazy things. So that's why I share them and I naturally feel like I want to share it with you. So sharing it was a little bit scary, but now I really, really enjoy hearing you tell me that you also resonate with it or it's something that you are like, man, yes, that's something I need to work on too. And I feel like self-development sometimes gets caught up in the whole entrepreneurship world where you're like running your own business and you're hustling. However, it can be just anyone who wants to be a little bit better at whatever they do, whether you work for yourself or whether you're working in someone else's business or whether you just want to be a better person. So um, don't like ignore it if you feel really drawn to it because it has honestly made the biggest difference in my life. I would not be where I am today if I had not started doing any self-development work and I could not be more grateful to have found a lot of the podcasts actually that I have found because they're the ones that sort of led me in the journey of doing a lot of things for myself and challenging myself and seeing habits that I do that were not helping in regards to pushing me towards like my personal goals. Um, or even making me feel like I could reach the goals that I actually had. So I hope that these are uh, motivate you to work towards whatever it is that you want to do because life is way too short to sit back and wait for stuff to happen and feel like you can't do anything that you're passionate about or that you would like to because you think you're going to fail. So anyway... My little spiel on that. Thanks to sharing. If if you if you really still love them and whatever, I like I really love getting your feedback on them and what ones resonate with you. So please keep doing that um, because it makes me feel like what I'm posting is relevant for you too. And um I'm really passionate about it. So Thank you. Anyway, plans for the podcast. I have a couple of things that I wanted to share. First of all, I did a poll on the Instagram story and whether or not you wanted to hear more women's health content, whether it was business and mindset, because a lot of the stuff I tend to be sharing on there is mindset business-related content. Um in and out of some women's health stuff, but mostly mindset at the moment. So I want to, um, I asked you about that and everyone, basically majority of you selected that you love hearing all of it. So I've decided to break up each month into one episode on like practical application of being like a health and fitness professional. So whether that's like EP skills or whether it's women's health-based content, um, educational stuff. And then the other episode, cause I do fortnightly episodes, will be around more mindset work and business side of things. So I want to be able to share both and I want to be a bit regular with both. So that's the general plan. I have a lot of other ideas. I'd love to include a and a section or series where maybe we just do like a and a You can send in some questions that you might have around whatever it is, and then I can answer them for you. Um, and I also love to do some interview series and special guests. So... Um, I have a, a lot of ideas around this, but I'd love to have other health and fitness professionals on here sharing their knowledge, but also sharing stuff about business and mindset and career pathways because there are some really cool practitioners out there doing stuff that is outside the box that is so motivating to see and really helps um, like see what potential there is that you don't just have to do what is conventional to the industries. So um, if you know anyone that you think would be really cool to come on the podcast in regards to that, whether it's women's health content, education stuff, whether it's mindset work, whether it's business related, whether they've just got a cool journey that you think would be awesome to share, I would love for you to shoot me over that information or um, so I can reach out to them. So you can either send me that through Instagram or send me over an email. Email is hello at her exercise I'll have all of the information in the show notes so that you can just basically shoot that over and uh, links to everything. But, um, yeah, if you have any questions or you have any topics or content that you think might be relevant, also send that over to me, either Instagram or email, whatever suits you best. Now, today's topic, we're going to be talking about nailing your initial consultation, because this is a regular theme that's coming up in regards to structuring your initial consult. What do I assess for? um, And basically, like, how do I make this more efficient in regards to the time that I actually have? So I've been talking to a few of the mentees about this, but I've also had conversations with other practitioners outside of the mentorship as well, where this comes up. And I know when I started working for myself, I was doing all this random assessments with no idea why I was doing them and filling out all of these forms and like questions I was asking. I was like, now that I'm looking back, I'm like, was that even relevant? Probably not. Like it didn't help me whatsoever. I just felt like it was fluff that might be filling up your initial consult to make You feel like, oh, I'm an EP. I should be asking all these relevant questions that are health related and screening for whether I need to refer them out to a specialist practitioner or somebody else to help them with their journey. And I just don't think that's necessary. So I have basically got like um, a bit of a structure and a plan based on the whole treatment protocol that I put people through, but it doesn't always Go to plan. Um, But I wanted to share just two really important things that I think could be a really good starting point for you if you're looking to shift around your initial consult or you want to improve how you run your initial consult and maybe uh, have a bit more purpose behind it. So, first of all, I want to talk about goals versus pain points. So, a lot of the questions, and I remember getting this drilled into my brain at uni. Find out their goals. What are their short-term goals? What are their long-term goals? Set smart goals with them. And I'm like, man, I don't even know how to do that for myself. Like if I wanted to do a fitness-based goal for me, I would be like, I just want to get fit and run 10K. I'm not going to have like a timeline based on it. I'm not going to have a date on it. I'm not going to have measurable aspects. Like, is that achievable? I don't know. Like, I just think that's a bit like, I don't know. I don't love it. Can't say that I love it. Anyway, goals are really, really important, but I initially think that if you are seeing really clinical EP clients, a lot of the goals that they have, or you think they might should have, are seem super unrealistic for them. They've got like chronic health conditions, they've got pain-based issues, they've got injuries, so like maybe they do set goals around like, oh, I just want to feel better, but like, that's all they really have. <laughs> they don't really have like, oh, I want to be lifting weights and I want to be doing this. Maybe some of them do. But I find that a lot of them don't really know what their goals are. They just know they where they don't want to be anymore. And that's their pain point. They know, I don't want to be in this pain. I don't want to be not being able to get off my chair because it hurts. I don't want to, like, they know, they know that. That's what their pain points are. And I feel like that is a massive missing piece in a lot of the initial consultation work, where it's like, what are you actually really struggling with? Why are you really here in regards to what made you book this? Not what's your true why? I want to be able to run with my children because like, maybe they don't even know that. Some of that stuff just doesn't resonate with people. They don't understand looking into the future. They only know where they don't want to be. So I find that if you are someone that struggles with getting your clients to set goals and maybe they just don't understand where they want to be and you're like, oh, dude, I need a goal. Like, tell me what your goal is. And they're not really, that's just not working for them. Then ask about their pain points. What are they really, really struggling with? That way, you're going to really know how to steer them away from that and doesn't really matter in what direction they're going yet. So they might well, they might want to run. They might want to lift weights. They might want to go to Pilates. They might want to just walk around. They might want to garden, whatever that might be. But you can be able to steer them away from wherever they are right now and open them their eyes up to the possibility of what they can actually achieve. So I'm going to put this into a little bit of a perspective for you because I actually have many clients who are EPs that don't know how to do their own pelvic health treatment which is completely fine they're not even in the industry they're in other areas of ep and they want to help navigating their rehabilitation or their pelvic health problems and i say to them if i said to them well, some of them i actually did what are your goals what do you want to be able to do and they were like oh i don't really know i just really know that this is annoying me right now and i don't know what to do about it so they didn't really know how to set their own goals and one of them even said How, like, I ask my my clients these questions all the time and they don't have an answer for me and I don't even have an answer for my own goals and it's really made me realize like, ah, this just, sometimes people just don't know what they want. They just know that they don't want to be where they are. So I think understanding that you can use someone's pain points or you can use someone's Uh, goals as a way to direct their programming. And you can use that in your explanation to them about why you're doing every exercise. And it's going to really help with them eventually with their adherence to the program as well, but understanding why you're actually doing everything with them so that they know what they're supposed to feel in the exercise and what it's helping them deal with. And then they can look for different symptoms or signs that they might be doing it wrong or right. So I find that is something that I never really got taught that. I mean, I don't think I got taught that somewhere in the realm of my career. Maybe I did. I don't know. But I use it a lot. I use what are their pain points um, versus goals. And then maybe as they start to progress and they can see themselves in the future a little bit more because they've developed that little bit of like, oh, I can actually do this and I'm actually getting results and they'll start to see that the... Uh, realistic side of whatever they want to be able to achieve. And then we talk about goals. So it's probably not until like midway through their treatment that we are like, cool, where do you want to go from here? Because this is where we have to start tailoring the actual programming to wherever you want to go. Because if you want to lift heavy weights and you don't care about running, then that's two different goals, uh, programming, right? It's two different programming, but if you want to run and you don't care about lifting weights, then we're probably going to change the program a lot. So that's what I do. Don't talk about goals until, a little bit further on, unless there's someone who is really goal-focused initially, and then I use that, but I talk a lot about pain points. Now, the other part of your initial consultation that is very important that I feel like is not taught to us very well is having a purpose to your assessment and understanding what assessments you actually need to do for that particular person in front of you, why you've chosen each assessment, what information does it give you, and why is it important for their problem or pain point. So this helps us to really address the biggest issues that your client has initially when you don't have time to assess everything that you want to. And like when I've been running through the initial module in the mentorship where we're going over like a lot of initial assessments, a lot of questions that came back in the one-on-one calls were, so how do I do all of these assessments? And like, I don't really know like which ones are more important for people and why I should be doing that one. Or when I did that glute assessment on them, I didn't really know like why it was adding up to being part, like what, what was I programming based on that outcome of that assessment? So if you really need to have like a clear purpose for each assessment and why you are doing it with your client. What information is it going to tell you? And if that information is really relevant to their pain point, because if you don't really have that much capacity in terms of time, when you maybe have a really small initial consultation time and you don't have, You can't really do anything with them. You're just asking quick questions and then doing a quick assessment and trying to give them exercise prescription all in the one 30-minute consult if it's an EPC plan and you're like, I don't have time for all this. Then having a purpose for every one of them is super helpful because you can just pick the ones that are very, very relevant to the pain points for that person, do the assessment on them and then give them the exercise based on that. Um, you can then run assessments later on, basically, in every other follow consult if you really wanted to and, like, chip away at different things and layers of programming, but that's for another topic for another day. But I also find that when you're doing the assessment and then you're giving exercise prescription... There are so many movements that your clients are being put through that at some point in time, if you don't have like a really great way to deliver the exercise prescription to them, so like an app with videos, for example, maybe you've got like little stick figure drawings, maybe you have like sheets that you hand out, maybe you just write stuff on down for them, whatever it is that you do, there is a point where maybe I'm the only one that's experienced this, I don't know, but like I've seen people come back doing like versions of all the different assessments and exercises put together. And I'm like, what are you doing? And why have you been doing that for two weeks? Like you've been doing it completely wrong because you messed up the assessment version of the glute exercise with the glute exercise. And now it's like this random exercise that you created. Um, I'm sure you've all seen it before and you're like, oh man, like this is just basically wasted two weeks. But anyway, so I find what is really helpful is if you're choosing really relevant assessments, how can you use that assessment as their exercise prescription for their first block? So that way you're going over the movement, you're assessing it, maybe you're teaching them why it's relevant for their pain point. What are we looking for? What does it look like if this is actually Improved. So let's say their assessment is poor range of motion at the hip, whatever. What would better range of motion at the hip look like? And how do we achieve that through that same assessment or doing that assessment as their actual exercise? So I find that's really helpful because it's clear. They're not repeating a lot of different exercises and getting confused in movements, they're doing the assessment. The assessment turns into their exercise prescription. And that way, if you only have like a 30-minute block with them, you can just do all their assessment and say, cool, that's your homework. This is your homework. I want you to get better at this exercise. And when they come back and they show you their exercise, you're also then reassessing at the exact same time. So like you're checking are they doing the exercise correctly. Has it actually improved since the last time? And if you're someone who likes to reassess, that's obviously really important. And then you can progress based on that. So I find that those two things, which is understanding client pain points more so than goals and also making sure your assessment has purpose behind everything you choose to assess is so important. If you are doing random assessments like blood pressure for someone who is coming to see you for a shoulder injury, then you probably don't need to do that. It's not relevant for them. It's not relevant for their pain point. I want you to think about that because I remember doing, I'm going to BMI. I'm going to do a waist circumference. I'm going to do their blood pressure. I'm going to ask them about blood sugar levels because this is everything that you got taught in university. And then I worked for myself, so I didn't have anyone telling me not to do that. But then when I did work in other clinics, it was like checkbox list. That was one standard pre-screen form and assessment checklist for like every single client even though they were all so incredibly different and I think your initial assessment needs to be very very specific for the person that is right in front of you so you need to kind of develop your skills in a sense of recognizing what is the person seeing me for what are their pain points and which assessments are relevant for those pain points to move them away from that that's what I think is really important. And if you can just keep it really, really simple and not get caught up in all this other random stuff that you should be flagging because eventually you're going to learn this. And I don't know, so many times I've spoken to clients where they don't even tell you stuff in their initial assessment. And then three weeks later, they're like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that. And it's like, that would have been helpful in the initial or it didn't even end up mattering. So think about that. Have a little bit of a look at your initial assessments and see what is super relevant for the person that is going to be presenting in front of you. Now, obviously, I'm very lucky. I see pelvic health clients. So I know what to expect when people are turning up at the door. I know what assessments to do with them. But you're going to be seeing pretty similar clientele around certain conditions. I'm going to imagine that there's a handful of conditions or type of people that present to you. They're not every single one of them is different. So you're going to be able to have like, you know, you might have musculoskeletal assessments for people with shoulder injuries and then you have knee assessments, assessments for people with knee problems and then you have assessments for people who are neurological clients that are specific to different conditions. So you'll start to develop like a little bit of a toolbox where you can pull them out based on who is presenting to you but I would really highly suggest that this is what you start thinking about. You need more purpose, direction and like I want to say protocols in place for your whole initial plus the rest of your prescription, which is a whole nother topic as well, but really, really important. And I think it's something that's a little bit missing or at least in the early years of your career when you're trying to sort of find your feet with how to do everything really, really well. So that's my thoughts on initial consult. There are so many other things that you can do, but it really depends on where you're working, who you're seeing and the type of personality that you probably have. So we'll touch on those a whole nother day. But I really hope that this has opened your eyes to maybe something else that you could change. Maybe you can improve. And if you're already doing this, then let me know. I would love to hear what you guys are doing and what you think is really helpful because I'd love to share them among everyone because sharing all of these skills and resources is also something that is super, super valuable that we don't do enough of in our industry. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Anyway, stay tuned because next Uh, our podcast episode is actually going to be more mindset and business. So we're going to alternate every time. So this is your practical one for the month. Next one's going to be mindset and business. I'm not going to tell you what it's about just yet. So stay tuned, but don't forget, if you have any requests, suggestions, special guests, you might want to hear about or hear from, let me know, because ultimately this is going to be I'm hoping will be a really valuable resource for so many health and fitness professionals just wanting to be better at what they do and provide exceptional care for their clients. So if you're still here listening, thank you. Honestly, it means the world to me that you're all even just listening to me battle on about what I'm passionate about. Um, and it's really awesome to have you inside my community. From wherever you are, have a fabulous day and I will see you in the next one. Bye.